Do you like games? Cool. Do you like fantasy football? Well, you're here. Do you like games about fantasy football? Sweet. I have the perfect podcast for you. Dynasty Game Night, hosted by yours truly, Russ Fisher, Matt Price, John Bosch, and Rocky Petrella. We play games about fantasy football. You might learn a little something, but really, we're just here to have fun. So if you like playing a game about a game about a game, then check out Dynasty Game Night, a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. Welcome to the DLF Dynasty Podcast with your host, Dan Myler. Ryan McDowell and Matt Price. Yes, 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 we are the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I am Dan, that's Ryan, over there is Matt, and we are ready for episode 521 of the pod. We've got a whole bunch of fun stuff to do. We're going to answer a couple really good listener questions. Uh, Matt is introducing a brand new game for us to play. Ryan and I don't even know what's coming at us, so we're excited about that. He's our... He's our game guru, and, and we're going to do another fun mock draft, guys. But before we do that, let's bring in Ryan. Let's bring in Matt. Fellas, how are we doing? Doing well. Looking forward to uh, today's show. I'm excited to play this game uh, that Matt has for us. And uh, Matt also came up with a, a interesting mock draft <laughs> idea. So it's all Matt episode today. Yeah, it's all you, Matt. And, and next week, Matt, Ryan is going to be on... Uh, hiatus on vacation whatever you want to call it so it's just going to be me and you so i'm expecting you to bring it for a second straight week next week too okay i might have fatigue after this week Dan, <laughs> oh yeah but, uh, you worked I'll, extra I'll do my hard best. on that <laughs> it was really rough on you huh well and, th- and this game isn't even really a, it's not necessarily a new game it kind of uh came from a bit of a joke that happened on on dgn and it be, kind of became a game so i don't think you guys have ever played it though or may, maybe even heard of it so it'll be fun either way Oh boy, I'm looking forward to it, of course. I'm also looking forward to this mock draft. It's going to be veterans only, so we're going to forget about all these rookies, all these young studs that are in the league. We set some parameters, but uh, before we get to all of that stuff, we better hit this startup. The startup. You know, guys, teams are technically in camp, right? There are mini camps going on over the last couple of weeks, and you know, news is trickling in, and maybe that's even an overstatement, the trickling trickling part of that, because um, we're not getting that much. But the, the few little tidbits we get are interesting. Ryan, before we kicked off the show, before we hit record, you and I were talking about the news that maybe may, there might be a big injury that, that happened last year, that we've been counting on a specific guy, and now... Now, maybe we won't be able to count on uh, this guy, J.K. Dobbins, early this year. How, how are you reacting to news right now that you see the little bit that we're getting? Yeah, it, it's tough. And, and I think I definitely think there's um, a probability that dynasty managers, fantasy managers in general, overreact to this news. Uh, really, whatever news we get, because there is so little of it. So if we hear... You know, even a suggestion that J.K. Dobbins might land on the pup list to start the season, you know, it's it's sky is falling time. And uh, whereas if it if we're in the middle of of training camp, if it's late July or uh, if it's preseason, then that might just be a blip on the radar. Um, so I, I think we have to really be careful this time of year because there's there's not that much news and uh, and not all of what we hear is is going to be truthful or significant so we're gonna blow by the the dobbins news or blurb or whatever i'm i'm not i'm not all that concerned about that the the couple things that did catch my eye though and we'll start with titans minicamp you guys saw this i'm sure Traylon burks he missed a bunch of time in rookie minicamp related to asthma apparently now he's missed most if not all of titans minicamp Vrabel is calling him unavailable. That's the word he's using. He's not even given an explanation at this point. Matt, are you worried about this when it comes to Burks not being around? 
No, I'm not worried at all. What this time last year, people started to get. I know it's a different, totally different situation. It was like, can you catch versus health, I guess. But this time last year, we were talking about how how Jamar Chase might not might disappoint, and we saw what would happen. Now Burks is certainly not the receiver, at least as a prospect, as 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 Jamar Chase is. But I mean, this is this is the stuff that you want to come out early, right? You want these conditioning stuff to come out so that we see how these players are and how they progress through through training camp once we get there, once we get through the preseason and see them evolve as players. Now, you know, if we get to the preseason and he has to come out every every other snap um, because it's an issue, then maybe we get concerned at that point. But right now, I think it's most of this stuff is noise. You kind of have to filter it out by you have to find the beat rate writers that you trust. You have to find the the ones that are actually making comments that are things that are happening on the field instead of just you know commentary uh, and opinion so uh, right now as, as of this point I'm just using it you know if you if this is dropping you know Burks down to the end of that first tier of receivers or even at the top of the second tier like I think this is where you use that news to your advantage yeah I think so too I think you're right right on the uh, on the right track there uh, if you're doing a rookie draft right now Ryan is it is this gonna affect you at all Probably not much. I mean, I do think that tier of, of wide receivers there in the uh, the mid part of the first round was so close already that, uh, you know, if you want to move him down one spot or two spots, that's that's reasonable. It's fine. Um, but I'm, I'm not panicking. I'm definitely not panicking about the asthma uh, report. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Titans knew about that. That's not, you know, that's not news that... Uh, maybe it's news that we didn't know as as fans as as dynasty analysts uh, but in general it's it's not it's not news to the uh, to the NFL or to the Titans so I'm not worried about that part uh and then um you know the, the just being unavailable i don't know that's that's certainly a little weird um it, that piece is a little more concerning to me than the asthma but I mean, Mike Vrabel, you know, he's he's a Belichick guy. He's not going to give any more information than he needs to. And uh, if he can throw out words like like unavailable and, and kind of make everybody scratch their head and panic, he, he probably would like that. Yeah, he likes that a lot for sure. And, you know, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm not all that worried. I'm not overly concerned with anything. But um, if... Uh, if it creates an opportunity to add a player like Traylon Burks, uh, I love that because it, just like you guys, I got him high in my rankings. The other, the other little bit of news that is coming out, trickling out of Washington, is the Terry McLaurin holdout and him not being available, not being there. He's looking for that twenty plus million dollar contract annually, and it's it's creating a little bit of buzz. I guess the the Commanders say they're not going to trade him. He wants all that money, Matt. McLaurin's a guy that we want on our dynasty rosters, of course. He's a he's a locked in wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Are are you uh are you taking any action when it comes to McLaurin, whether you got him on your team or you don't right now? I don't think so. I think he's He's a hold or potentially a buy, depending on the market and in your particular league. If somebody's reacting to this news, I'm happy to buy, but uh, I'm I'm certainly not letting him go at this point. I think we had a little bit of a disappointing last season last uh, last year, um, but you know I think a lot of that has to do with Taylor Heineke as his as quarterback for most of the season. So you know as as weird as it sounds to say that Wentz is an upgrade, I think it probably is. I think if we had Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, healthy uh, last season, we may have seen something completely different out of Terry McLaurin. So uh, I, I honestly I, I feel like people that I talk to, you know, just in my leagues and things like that, because um, I was trying to move him earlier in the offseason. It's just like people are, are really down on McLaurin right now and we have to remember how good of a football player he is. Um, look at how how good his perception perception has come out um, from that analysis from Mark from from Matt Harmon. Uh, he's a very good wide receiver, and uh, you know maybe the holdout is a little concerning in terms of you know building that rapport with Carson Wentz. But I, I think he's going to get in there, and and I mean who knows who knows what he's going to do. But uh, I, I'm not worried about him if he is playing football for the the Washington. I'm going to still call him the football team because I like that name better. Well, they are a football team, I guess. <laughs> McLaurin's going right around pick 44, 45, right in there uh, in startup ADP. Other receivers going before him uh, include Michael Pittman, Traylon Burks, uh, Garrett Wilson, Rashad Bateman, Chris Godwin with the injury. All those guys, it, it's probably the right tier, Ryan, 
But it's a little bit questionable that these rookies are go- in a class that that has kind of been uh, been shaded for for so long. These guys are all ranked above a guy like McLaurin, who has shown so much already and is really on that list of wide receivers that we just want to get a quarterback and in an offense where he can he can really explode and become that wide receiver one that his upside suggests he could be. Yeah, I haven't found McLaurin's trade value or, or his, his cost to acquire. I haven't seen that dropping in, in my personal leagues. I, I wish it would because uh, I don't think I have Terry McLaurin on any of my dynasty rosters, but I sure would like to get him on some. As far as this this issue, I'm, I'm not worried at all. Uh, honestly, if Washington ends up trading him, he's most likely ending up in a better spot. Uh, if they get a deal worked out and he's there uh, long-term, we do, as, as Matt said, we look at Wentz as, as some type of upgrade and, and assume there's going to be a bigger upgrade uh, in, in the future. So either way, I mean, I guess, I guess the, only, you know, the only real downside is here is if he were to, to actually sit out regular season games. And, I mean, that just honestly, that just happens so rarely that uh, it, it's, it's not a worry for me. I think this is kind of win-win for dynasty managers. If he stays, no problem. If he gets traded, that's probably a good thing too. Uh, he's, he's a nice trade target right now uh, if, if he's uh, coming at a value. Meanwhile, with the commanders, uh, rookie Jahan Dotson is getting big reviews in camp. Carson Wentz called him awesome, said he catches the football as natural as anybody that he's been around. Those are good things to hear, of course. We're not going to overreact. But it's nice that, that the coaching staff's talking about his speed and how he's going to open things up for the other receivers like McLaurin when he gets there. Also going to create big plays down the down the field, potentially. They're already talking about him being on the field regularly in Washington. So might be showing a little bit of late first round upside with, with the rookie out of Penn State there. Uh, hopefully that's the case because, you know, Dotson does have a little upside, untapped upside for sure. Guys, you ready? You ready to play a game? Let's do it. Yeah, let's play a game. Hey guys, let's play a game. Oh my goodness. Let's try this. Uh, (laughs) Matt, we might as well turn it over to you since you're hosting. Uh, you're used to this (laughs) stuff. Might as well fire it up. All right, so so this game, as I mentioned, it kind of emerged from a joke. We were playing the trade game on, uh, which has a lot of different variations on Dynasty Game Night. If you if you've listened to that show, um, but one of them came up, uh, and I don't remember the the full story, but we talked about how many different players uh, uh, AJ Green would equal. How many AJ Greens would it take to equal X player? So the game became called How Many AJ Greens. Oh, wow. Uh, this is a different show, though. This is a different game. So we're actually going to change the name of the game for this show. We're going to call it How Many Pennies, as in How Many Rashad Pennies. Mm. Rashad Pennies. So okay. I, I'm, I'm, we're going we're gonna to be playing a lot of different uh, – not a lot, but we're gonna, we have, I have five players picked out. It's going to be different for each round, but the first one is going to start with Rashad Penny. And basically, I'm going to give you guys a player name, and you have to tell me how many Rashad Pennies does it take to equal – this coming player in the DLF trade analyzer. So are you going to give us Penny's value? No, I'm not. I'm not, not till the end. (laughs) So they'll, you know, mostly they'll probably be whole numbers. If there's a tie for some reason, I'll ask for like a first decimal point. uh, And then a second decimal point if we need to. And and so on. Is this, is this one quarterback or super flex? These are, uh, these are all based on one quarterback value, except for the one quarterback that will be in the episode that will uh, be a super flex okay. value. Okay. All right. So since the game is called How Many Pennies, we're going to start with Rashad Penny. And I want you guys to tell me how many Rashad Pennies does it take to equal Jonathan Taylor? Ryan, we'll start with you. <laughs> I mean, the real answer is there's not Can enough. We... <laughs> yeah, there's not enough. Um, I'm going to... Based on the DLF trade analyzer. Okay. I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say eight. Oh, man, I'm way off. <laughs> Ryan, how many Rashad... Or excuse me, Dan, how many Rashad pennies well, does it take to I, get to Jonathan Taylor? A, so can you play the game here? It, it, like... I should. I thought like it's gonna be like thirteen or something. So I'm you gonna, can play I'm gonna whatever go game nine. you want. You're gonna I'll go, go with nine. nine. 
The correct answer is 10.84. It takes 10.84 Rashad Penny's equal one Jonathan Taylor. Rashad Penny is valued at 89.5. Jonathan Taylor at 670.6. Ooh, now we know Penny's value. Yeah, you do. And Taylor's value. We won't be using either of those players for the rest of the the game. So if that helps you, cool. Taylor's the number one player, Matt. So now we know what the number one player is valued at if we didn't already. And now we know what Penny's worth. The um the okay so Dan has one point. The next player we're gonna go to is another player I thought about naming this with because I like alliteration. So we're gonna go with John Mechie. How many Mechies? <laughs> how many Mechies equal DJ Moore? We'll, we'll go to you first this yeah, time. Let Dan go first. This oh, time. okay. We change it every time. Well, you um, won the point, so we're gonna start with you this time. Oh, you mean the player? Yeah, the player yeah, changed. Okay. Yeah, I thought they were all gonna be um, Rashad Penny. Yeah. Well, that would be too easy because now you know the value well, yeah. of Rashad Penny. So we've got to switch it on you. You guys okay, are well, Mechie's worth a little bit less than a penny. So I'm going to say <laughs> and DJ Moore's worth significantly less. We'll go with 6.6. Oh. Oh, you're going to the decimal. Okay, that works. Um, I'm going to do – I'm going to – do the same thing Dan did to me. I'll go with six point five. Oh, this is brutal. <laughs> hey, you, you took it to decimal. We didn't. We didn't have to. Yeah, go there. I'm glad. I, I'm glad that I I put the uh, formula in the spreadsheet to make these calculations, so we don't make a score take so long. Uh, but this time, uh, Ryan gets it just barely. It takes six point three four Mechies to make one more. Uh, I think uh, I win that one because I get. Dan comes answer. in. Dan comes in at point two five away. Ryan at point one five. Uh, Killing it. Nice. One point for Ryan. One point for Dan. I do have a tiebreaker, so uh, we, if we get to that, it'll be fun. Next right. player. We'll start with Ryan this time. This is super flex value. Okay. How many Matt Corrals does it okay. take? To, oh, I, oh, I had one other tidbit. Uh, jo, uh, Rashad Penny and John Mechie are worth the same. They're both worth eighty nine point five in the trade oh. analyzer. Um. Okay, so okay. for Superflex, Matt Corral, how many Matt Corrals does it take to uh, equal one Aaron Rodgers? Mm, I'm going to say, do we, do we need to go decimal here? Is that, is that required? You don't have I'm to. I'm going to write mine down. I wasn't going to go to decimal unless we had a tie. You guys couldn't, uh, but we can go decimal if you want. Uh, I'm just going to say five. Ooh. I think it's more than that. I wrote 5.9. Dan wrote 5.9. Matt Corral's value in Superflex in the trade analyzer is 95. Aaron Rodgers is 513 for a difference of 5.4. Dan. No, I think uh, Ryan did it. it. Ryan, no, Ryan did it by by 0.1 in the opposite direction. So Ryan's got two points. Daniel, you got one. We'll start with Ryan again. This is back to regular uh, uh, ADP, not super flex. Or excuse me, in the trade analyzers, the regular one quarterback setting. So this one will be a tight end. How many Gronks mm. does it take to equal one Dallas Goddard? Oh. Um, all right, Dan, are we, are we doing the decimal thing? Tell me before I guess here. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm good with the decimal right. thing. But Are you going first or am I? I think I have to. Ryan's going first because he got okay. the point. Uh, I'll say uh, 4.7. Oh, it's way more than that. 4.7 Gronks for one Goddard. Dan, how about you? It's like 7. <laughs> 7.0. 7.0. Gronk is worth 19.7 oh. points in the trade analyzer. Dallas Goddard is 160.5. Oh. Uh, it would take 8.14 oh, okay. Gronks to equal one Goddard. Dan takes this by uh, a pretty big margin here. Ugh. Okay. All right, so we're tied up. I'm glad we didn't let this happen. We have a tiebreaker. This is All the right. last one, and we're we're gonna play. You're gonna go. We're gonna go to you first, Dan. Uh, oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna go to the original or 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 origination of this game. We're gonna say how many AJ Greens. Okay. Does it take to equal one Jamar Chase? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I will say 
It would take... Oh my gosh. A hundred, a hundred, a hundred. It'd take a hundred AJ Greens. A hundred even. A um, hundred? <laughs> Was I way too high, you think? AJ Green's going to be worth like... Okay, I'll just say I'll say I'll say ninety nine. <laughs> He's gonna be worth five. I think I'm gonna win this. He's gonna be worth like five points, five point eight points. AJ Green is worth ten point two oh, points in the calculator. Jamar Chase is worth nine hundred and fifty one point six. It would take ninety three point two nine AJ Greens to equal one Jamar oh. Chase. Ryan takes it by a point. We should have we should have had to do the write down thing the whole time. I almost, I was going to say true. like 120. So the write down way. Be, the write down. I thought way. it was going to be like AJ Green was worth worth five point. He'd be one of the last guys. Five point eight points, and and uh, Chase would be nine hundred and ten. So he's nine fifty one. Yeah. Close, okay. Though. But he is one of the last uh, – A.J. Green is one of the last players in the calculator. In fact, he comes just before, I think, uh, if I remember right, fourth and fifth round picks. So it, it's right there. And, and one other feature to point out uh, for the listeners, if you haven't played around with the trade analyzer too much, is that there's a little link at the top that, that says values. And if you click on that, it'll show you the value in the calculator of every single player, and you can flip-flop between different formats. So if you're just wondering you know, what different players are worth, you don't have to type in the name to figure it out. You can just click on that link and see it all in, in one place. Yeah, good good point. That's a fun game. I had a good time doing it, um, for sure. I guess i got to tip my hat to the to the guy who, who knows values better than any of us, Ooh. and that's Ryan McDowell. Good win there, buddy. Thanks. That was close. <laughs> uh, before we move on, we got, we got a whole bunch of other stuff to get to, including some listener questions. We're going to play some doppelganger, which I didn't talk about earlier, and we got the mock draft. I did want to mention uh, Underdog Fantasy, where it's the easiest play, place to play fantasy football. Underdog focuses on season-long best ball. Just draft your team, and that's it. No waivers, no trades, no in-season management. You get the best possible score each week of the season, and the highest-scoring team wins money at the end of the NFL season. Underdog makes it easy to get started with a simple user interface and slick mobile app, and you can kick off the best ball season right now by entering uh, what they're calling Best Ball Mania 3 with $10 million in total prizes, including $2 million to the winner. So go get that money. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code DLF. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Not only that, but we'll give you a full year of DLF premium for free. Just don't forget that promo code. Underdogfantasy.com. Hit the promo code DLF. Let's hear from the listeners. It's time for the question of the week. And we had we had some good Good questions this week. So we're going to double down and get two of them. The first one from Jeff Lambert on Twitter. Matt, who is this year's James Conner? A running back that was, he called, left for dead that ends up in the top 12. I don't know if Conner was was necessarily left for dead. I had him on a few dynasty rosters a year ago. His ADP uh, 12 months ago, 126. He's cut that by 40% or so, up to 75 right now. Is there a guy down there, round 10 or beyond, that you think could could add a little bit of value here in the coming months? I picked a player who I feels really, really gross and is not a player I've ever really been a fan on, but he's got a great fit this year, and that is Ronald Jones, the new running back for the Kansas City Chiefs we we've always been chasing the running back in in this Andy Reid offense with Patrick Mahomes and it really hasn't quite worked out Uh, hasn't really worked out with with uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire Um, we saw that they just picked up Jarek McKinnon I kind of feel like McKinnon is kind of more of the backup or handcuff however you want to call it to Clyde Edwards Hilaire's role and Ronald Jones is going to have the role that Darrell Williams did uh, the last couple of seasons, uh, and he would Jones would have to do a little bit better, I think, than than Williams has in terms of fantasy production. Uh, Williams had last last season had 144 carries, 558 yards, and six touchdowns. But one thing we know about Jones is he's real fast in a straight line. He's probably not going to add too much in terms of pass catching for us. Has kind of been the the knock on him throughout his career. Um, but 
as the primary rusher between the tackles, probably the primary guy at the goal line. I think there's a chance that Ronald Jones does better uh, than his current ADP, which I believe is running back 49. Um, so I don't know if he's going to have the 15 touchdown kind of season that James Conner did uh, in, in 2021. Uh, but if there's a guy out there that is completely left for dead uh, that everybody hates at this point, I think it's Ronald Jones. Uh, and maybe we aren't paying enough, quite enough attention to him in uh, in our late rounds of our drafts. I went with another veteran running back. Um, you're, Rojo's only 24, so so not not quite as old as my guy. I went with Melvin Gordon, who's back in Denver, and it probably will take an injury in that backfield for Melvin Gordon to have a big enough workload to, to make a big jump. And, and he is 29 years old. So it's not like a year from now, we might be talking about him being a seventh round startup pick rather than a 10th or 11th round pick. Like he is right now. Um, Gordon still has a little bit of tread on the tires. He's, he's always been a guy that can find the, the end zone, at least his rookie season, uh, notwithstanding, I guess. And, and, if needed, he'll catch passes, and he'll really do anything you need. Um, again, it would probably take take an injury for him to make a big leap forward, but in an offense with all those weapons, whoever's running the football and catching the ball out of the backfield, you're going to want him in your lineup every single week. If Gordon carves up out a big enough role, I could see him finishing as a solid running back too, and, and, and maybe even higher than that, Ryan. I know you you looked into it just a little bit to jump from round 10 and and put up a a running back one type number that that doesn't happen very often. So what Connor did last year is probably not going to be duplicated again in 2022. Yeah, I mean, I think every year we try to look for the next whoever, right? The next the next James Connor, the next uh um you know, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, we're always looking for those types of players and um it just doesn't happen every year, obviously. And, uh, I mean, I, I know, I know our buddy Jeff that asked this question knows that too, but, um, that doesn't mean we can't find some value, you know, even if, even if Gordon or Ronald Jones don't, uh, ultimately finish as an RB one, they can still be nice investments, uh, in the range they're being drafted right now. Uh, I went with a guy who's being valued a little higher than, uh, the two you all went with. Uh, I chose Kareem hunt. He is, uh, he, he's just outside the top 100 right now, 107 overall, RB 34. And there's kind of been whispers that uh, he, he may not be long for Cleveland. We saw uh, another little tidbit of news recently that he had uh, he, he's looking for a new contract, a contract extension with the Browns. I don't think he's getting that. I think he's more likely to be cut or traded. And, and that's really what... Um, picking him would would rely on a, a new a new home or of course a, a Nick Chubb injury and we don't we don't want that to happen so um going with Hunt here as as that that player who might uh, bounce back and and really produce would require him to get out of Cleveland find a new home there's still a few teams that have some uh, running back needs so uh, that's that's the player I went with though we've we've seen that production and the value from Hunt uh, so if he if he were to uh, have a have a big year with Cleveland or with another team, I think just like Connor, we would see a pretty significant value gain. I completely agree with that one. I think that's three three options with different values and at different points in their careers as well that uh, that that could pay off for any dynasty manager. The second question. Similar one from Andrew on Twitter. I like this one as well. Which player or players do you do you guys think could potentially take a Cooper Cup like value leap this year? Another one that's not going to happen, Matt. Cooper <laughs> Cup was his ADP was sixty seven a year ago. It's twenty one right now, but but he's not very far away from he he was closer to round one just just a few weeks ago, a couple months ago for sure. To take a leap like that, especially that late in your career, Matt, it's probably not going to happen. But if it does, who's that guy for you? Yeah, I went Cortland Sutton. Uh, he's somebody that we've, I don't know if we've forgotten about him so much, but uh, he definitely uh, has kind of come down from what we've thought about him pre-injury. Uh, and now we've got, we, we know he has a, a, a fantastic new quarterback in town. 
um, who seems to be from all of the reports that, you know, the Corlin Sutton is the one that's really meshing with with Russell Wilson and not necessarily Jerry Judy. Now, again, we just talked about it at the beginning that this stuff is all noise. You know, Judy could be meshing with him just fine. Um, but Corlin Sutton is the one who's getting the positive buzz right now. Um, I did go back and look at, just because I was curious, uh, how Cortland Sutton has done with Jerry Judy on the field and off the field, and the the splits are pretty striking. Um, In 11 games with Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton has only averaged about 4.5 PPR points. In games without Jerry Judy, he's averaged 15.8 fantasy points. So a uh, pretty big difference there. Both of them presumably are going to be on the field most of the season. We also think Albert O is going to be a player. They have a, a new tight end toy and Greg Dulcich as well, which is going to take some probably some shots down the field. Um, but Corlin Sutton uh, is, is a player that I've uh, kind of become reacquainted with, with lately. Uh, and uh, someone I think, you know, someone who's going in the in the mid rounds right now and could certainly take that jump with a brand new quarterback and a and a brand new offensive situation. Yeah, I like the point that you made there about Sutton having <clears throat> excuse me, Sutton having a new quarterback. I think that's kind of a key to looking for this type of player. Of course, Cooper Cup had a new quarterback last year with Matthew Stafford. We saw a similar value gain uh, as a Uh, mid to late career wide receiver with Stefan Diggs the prior year he had the new quarterback as he changed teams to Buffalo so when I was looking for players that could fit this mold I was looking for those wide receivers with new quarterbacks Sutton fits that my guy fits that as well I went with Amari Cooper uh, just like Diggs and uh, and uh, and Cooper Cup Uh, Cooper is uh Towards the back part of his career, just turned 28 years old uh, late last week. So um, he, he's got a chance, again, to be the number one for his team. And, of course, his value gain obviously depends on uh, the status of, of his new quarterback. We'll see how that is. Uh, if his new quarterback is Deshaun Watson, I feel pretty good about a value gain. If it's Jacoby Brissett for the whole season, I probably would uh, go with one of your all's choices here instead. And, and Dan, I know you were talking about Cup. Uh, I think you were looking at probably at our Superflex ADP. He's 21 there. He is 10 overall in our single quarterback ADP. So uh, still still has a ton of value. I knew it wasn't that long ago <laughs> that he was in round one. I, I didn't realize it was right now. Uh, yeah, I was looking at looking at Superflex ADP for sure. Um, you know, if, if it's Jacoby Brissett, though, Ryan – you can just regurgitate this news next year yeah. because he gets the new quarterback next year. His value will be even, <laughs> even lower and you can do anything for Amari and anything won't be quite as much. Um, I, w- I went with your guy, Ryan. You, you kind of state claim to Hollywood Brown and mm-hmm. he's another guy that switched offenses, switched yep. quarterbacks. Uh, Marquise Brown in Arizona without, um, without Nuke in town for those first handful of weeks. That sounds like a match made in, in dynasty heaven for a surge of production early in 2022. It's it's going to happen, guys. He just has to be on the field with them. He's going to be that number one target. He's going to be the deep threat, the across-the-middle threat, and maybe even that bubble screen type player. Who knows? Hollywood's going to get peppered with targets and, and maybe create such a big surge that um, dynasty managers will will be talking about splitting his ADP in half potentially, or or maybe even more than that. So I don't know if he's getting all the way to round one based on an early season surge like that, but he could potentially be a guy we're talking about in the second or early third round of, of startup drafts um, by mid season this coming year. Um, we have a lot to get to still, guys. So let's get to our doppelganger section. Dynasty Doppelganger. We got a few to get through this week. We, we we've done this a couple times so far this off season. A Dynasty Doppelganger ganger this off season is a guy with the exact same ADP or very very similar ADP, whether they're at the same position or not. We can debate who we want. So the first one comes at the top of our ADP or, or relatively at the top. It's Nick Chubb RB ten and Delvin Cook RB eleven, both with ADP's in the mid-27 range. Um, Chubb's 26. Delvin Cook's 26. Same age. Let's not take this as a ADP question. 
let's, let's put this in the trade inbox because I think I can speak for all three of us. I, I, I certainly don't want to if I'm wrong. If, if we're on the clock at number 10, we're probably staying away from Nick Chubb and Delvin Cook. If it's in your inbox, though, you can straight up take Nick Chubb or Delvin Cook, Matt. Which one are you taking? I think it's easily Dalvin Cook. I mean, I just think we've seen a guy who has clearly been a workhorse. Uh, you know, the injury concerns have kind of not really plagued him the last couple of years. And the most important point is he catches passes. So I, I put this one on the show sheet because I just really didn't understand it and wanted to get you guys' take uh, on this. I feel like we're probably all going to agree here. But correct me if I'm wrong, I just don't see any scenario where I'm ever – taking Nick Chubb over Dalvin Cook, whether it's trade, whether it's in a startup. If I'm in a position where I'm forced to take one of these two players, I'm taking Cook every single time. And I haven't really even been that big of a Cook fan uh, for most of his career, largely because of that injury uh, situation we, we've discussed with him. Um, but he's he's kind of shed that moniker a little bit, so it's easily Cook for me. It's Cook for me as well, and, and I agree, not really close. I mean, I think uh, there's – Still, as I was just talking about with Cooper, there's some uncertainty with the Browns team in the short term, uh, obviously because of Watson. But I think the moves they've made this offseason tell us they want to pass the ball more. They don't want to lean as heavily on that run game. That's bad news, of course, for Nick Chubb. They like to use uh, both running backs, Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt there, or even if uh, even if it ends up being Dearness Johnson, he uh, he gets some work as well. It's it's totally the opposite with the Vikings. Even though Alexander Madison has proven to be a pretty talented backup, if if Cook is healthy, he's he's the man, right? We we hardly see Madison um, otherwise. So I, I don't think this one's even close. You know, I don't know. I think some people have the perception that Chubb is younger because he was a uh, um, he was not in the same draft class as uh, he wasn't in that 2017 draft class with. Uh, with Cook and, and all those other running backs. But, yeah, as, as Dan pointed out, they're they're essentially the same age, just a, a couple months apart. I completely agree with both of you. And it comes down to the pass catching, like Matt was talking about. Cook's a, Cook's a weapon in that offense. Uh, Chubb just isn't. And they're both workhorse-type tailbacks. Honestly, guys, I think Chubb could be a pass catcher. He could be a Jonathan Taylor guy who catches 37 passes. They just choose not to use him in that in that way, and that affects his fantasy, not only his fantasy performance, but his upside in general. So, you know, when, when he does have those big games, those two touchdown games, he doesn't have the four or five catches that really put it over the top and make you the RB1 overall for the week. Cook has all that. So so we'll, we'll make it a three for three on Delvin Cook right there. Again, probably going a different direction if it's a startup situation, but if it's in the inbox, give me Delvin Cook. How about the second and one? Chubb is Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say Chubb like I believe his highest finish ever is running back 8 and we've seen Dalvin Cook challenge for the top spot multiple times at the end of the season. So, it just it must be what Ryan's saying, the age, the age kind of misconception there. That's the only thing I can think of. We got Cam Akers, RB13, Kenneth Walker, RB14, and Patrick Mahomes that all share an ADP of 31.17. So again, Read this how you may, whether it's a trade situation, whether you're in a startup, Ryan. Is there a lean this time because Akers coming off the injury, Kenneth Walker the rookie, or just the, the, the ridiculous upside of Mahomes? Because there's the two different positions, this is a fun one to, to kind of consider. And this is one quarterback, by the way. Yeah, right. yeah, it is, it is a fun one. And with three players, you can look at those two running backs, Cam Akers, Kenneth Walker, and for me, at least, quickly eliminate Kenneth Walker. That's that's not even a comparison. Yep. I I know I want Acres over uh, over the rookie. So then I'm just comparing Acres to Patrick Mahomes, and uh, you know it's it's tough to turn Mahomes down. But in in that one quarterback format, I think we've we've seen the uh, the depth of the quarterback position, uh, even with some some older values like Stafford and and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, that, that would push me to go with uh, Cam Akers here. Matt, how about you? I'm I'm going to go with the quarterback, and I didn't think I was going to, but Akers scares me enough that uh, I'll take the safety here, and I'm, I'm generally not drafting a, a quarterback in the, in the third round. But 
Uh, if it's him or these two options are my only two options, I'm, I'm going to take the quarterback here. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with you on this one. And I'm, I'm a little bit surprised I'm doing it as well. Mahomes is coming off kind of a what a lot of people think is a down year maybe and, and maybe a down couple of years. And he was, in the 17 games he played, he was a quarterback one 12 times last year. In the 16 the year before, he was a quarterback one 10 times. And then, of course, the year before, the, the massive season that he had where he finished quarterback one multiple multiple times that year and, and, and had so many great, great games. Um, I'm, I don't know why, uh, why I'm, I'm not leaning towards acres. Cause usually I would consider the, the running back. Maybe it's the injury. Maybe if this was a different name, if this was JK Dobbins, I know I'd go towards JK Dobbins, but for some reason with acres, a guy that I'm, I'm concerned with how that went when he got back last season. And I know he should get the workload. I think it's just the two names that's making me do this. I, I, I kind of like Mahomes a little bit better for the consistency and the longevity. I think another part of it for me is that we, we, want, we know that the Kansas City offense is going to be very good. And this year we have one less target to, to kind of put on our fantasy teams with Tyreek Hilgon. Uh, we just have no idea what's going to happen between any of the pass-catching options outside of Travis Kelsey who's probably going to get a million targets this season. So the, the kind of the intersection of all that production in one of the league's best offenses is Mahomes. So, I, I, yeah, I'm like you. I, I would take the quarterback here. The last doppelganger we need to get to is a foursome of, of guys with, with very similar ADPs, right around 69 overall. Uh, one of them is Juju Smith-Schuster, Matt. I, I noticed you put his name in here, <laughs> highlighting Smith first. So well done. Well, I think we got you on the right, tra- right side of that one. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver 34, 68.83. Kyler Murray, Quarterback five, 68.83 as his ADP. Then Brandon Cooks, wide receiver 35, 69 overall. And Sky Moore, wide receiver 36, 69 overall. Three wide receivers to talk about here and a quarterback. So I imagine, Ryan, you'd do the same thing here. Eliminate a couple wide receivers and then compare the quarterback to that, that favored wide receiver. Who's that favored wide receiver for you? Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm eliminating one wide receiver at least. I'm, I'll go ahead and eliminate Brandon Cooks. Uh, love him in the short term, but he's he's the oldest of the three, so I'll I'll cross him off the list of consideration. And kind of same same line of thinking. The depth of the quarterback position uh, pushes me away from Kyler Murray, so I'm going with one of those Chiefs wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster versus Sky Moore. Um, the this is tough. I'm gonna to have to check my rankings, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Juju Smith-Schuster, of course. Uh, but it's it's definitely very close. I I, I understand why they're uh, basically back to back in our ADP. Um, you know, we've always talked about it. Feels like how young Juju is, but he is almost. Uh, he's almost 25 at this point, I believe. Or uh, no, he's. Oh, I'm sorry, he's already turned 25 and of course the rookie sky Moore just 21 years old it's it's tempting to buy back those years uh with the wide receiver on the same offense Uh, yeah this is a really tough one and i mean i I agree with you in terms of eliminating brandon cooks but if i'm like a stone cold contender like a top two to three team like i would think very seriously about uh taking cooks uh out of these four um but in any other situation, I'm going to go with the rookie. I'm going to go with Sky Moore, uh, a player that I'm a little bit worried about transitioning from that lower uh, level of competition in college um, and maybe occup- occupying a similar area of the field as Juju is. If Juju is going to play primarily in the slot where you know he, he's the most successful, Sky Moore kind of profiles as, you know, that's where his best spot is too. But then you have Travis Kelsey also working the center of the field. Um, so for this one, I'm just going to take the unknown upside in the youth of, of Sky Moore. Ryan, you're not going to have to rush to your rankings because you do have Juju at 37, wide receiver 37, and Sky Moore all the way down at wide receiver 42. So they're they're bunched in a tier together. So uh, so you didn't lie okay, for good. sure, and uh, and you don't have any work to do either. So that's also good news. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Matt's lead. I'm going with Sky Moore as well. You know, Juju. The the thing that holds me back on Juju because the landing spot is so good and seems like it it should be. 
uh, something that really pays off this season is that contract that he got. That that was so light. And maybe he just wanted to play with Mahomes and that's what they could offer and he wanted to kind of re-energize his career. That might be the case. That that gives me pause, though. If that was a three-year contract where he got 8 to $10 million, I'd feel a lot better about about going with a guy like Juju. For me, I don't have Smith-Schuster as a guy that I want to count on even as a wide receiver three in 2022. So I eliminated him early in the process of this doppelganger. I uh, eliminated the quarterback because Sky Moore was the one of the options here. And it, it really came down to Cooks and Sky Moore, and I went with the youth. So I guess Sky Moore gets two this time. The DLF Dynasty Podcast Mock Draft. Here we go. We got another mock draft, but we're gonna we're gonna call it the Graybeards Mock Draft. I don't know who came up with that, but that's on there. <laughs> um, we can only pick players that are that are real veterans. So quarterbacks that are thirty years old or older, running backs that are twenty seven plus years. And wide receivers and tight ends that are 28. Our guy Ryan, you Ryan, you had the uh, the boys to men league yeah. that was that was similar to this. And we don't have to get into explaining that whole thing, but it, when it came down to it, at the end, the youth won that league, and you know youth youth won things over. And if if we if you had to do it over again, and you kind of helped us come up with these thresholds for these these ages 30, 27, and 28. How do you feel about about the players at at these thresholds? Uh, you know, I feel I feel pretty good. Um, I actually talked with uh, with Nathan Powell about that boys to men dynasty league from several years ago. I talked with him on one of his recent uh, Commissioner Chronicles uh, shows that he does for us here on uh, on the YouTube uh, on the DLF YouTube channel. Um, I feel I feel good about what we've come up with today because you look at. At each position, you still have some big-time star power, uh, but at the same time, you see a pretty quick drop-off at the at the positions as well. All right, so, Matt, you drew the number one pick in this draft, followed up by Ryan and then myself. We are going to snake this one. We, we have to draft two quarterbacks, have to draft two running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end, and then there's two flex positions, which uh, which just can't be a quarterback. So it's really a super flex roster that we have to we have to get through here, Matt. Who's the guy for you that you absolutely have to take at number one uh, with these age thresholds? Yeah, I really wish I was picking three at three here and got two back to back. Like like Ryan said, it drops off fast. I think I'm going to go with positional scarcity. For me, I targeted uh, almost three times the wide number of wide receivers as I did the running backs that I would want to start on a weekly basis. So I have to go to the running back position, I think. And I'm going to take Austin Eckler, the best pass catcher of any of these guys we're going to talk about. Someone who had 70 catches last year uh, and 94 targets in his first full season with Justin Herbert. Uh, and, and remember in, in Herbert's rookie season, Eckler had that injury that caused him to miss six or seven games. Um, so Eckler for me is the 101 here, um, but it's, it's definitely close amongst some of the options at the other uh, positions mm. that that's uh that i don't know if that's what i really expected ryan how about you uh no I, th- <laughs> I think that was a surprise for me as well um but certainly i mean obviously in the, in the short term we expect eckler to be um to be a big help to our dynasty rosters uh, i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with cooper cup here uh he's the uh mm. he's he's the highest valued at least in the one quarterback format and i know we're we're drafting super flex we got to get a couple of these quarterbacks uh but uh you know we already talked about cup uh, i i don't think he's going to even come close to repeating that season he probably had the best wide receiver season of all time when you throw in the playoffs and and the Super Bowl uh, win. But um, I I still expect him to be a major player and and retain a lot of that dynasty value that he's gained. On the turn here, I really wanted to go with Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. My secondary plan was to stay off the quarterback, though. I'm going with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill here and going to try to lock up those two of those three wide receiver spots. Matt, I 
I'm worried about the running back depth in this draft. It's going to be <laughs> rough because 27-plus-year-old uh, running back. I really wish we had made it 26.7-year-old <laughs> running backs because you get most of that class that's uh, about to turn 27 now, about to go into the fifth season. Um, but we can't quite do that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice at quarterback and running back. Mm. Ryan, you're up at the 2.02. Yeah, like I said earlier, there's definitely stars at every position left. So these these early picks are are tough for good reason. Um, I think I am gonna go with the uh, with the quarterback position here. Though I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson uh, as my QB one. Nice pick. Uh, ADP would suggest he should have been the first pick. In this exercise, but maybe maybe because of scarcity at other positions, that's why we went other ways. Matt, who you got to finish out round two? Just real quick, you mentioned some guys that just barely missed it. I learned this t- today for this research that Alvin Kamara, who turns 27th on July 25th, we have, we share the same birthday, oh. uh, but we don't get to pick him here. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go back to running back because, again, I still feel like it's by far the least deep position. Uh, so I'll take Derrick Henry. Uh, as my next pick, and then uh, for my second pick on the turn, I'm going to go to tight end and take Travis Kelsey. Mm, so you go running back, running back to kick things off here, and then follow it up with a tight end. That's right. Uh, that's risky business usually, Matthew. Let's see how it pays off. Uh, Ryan, you're up at the 3.02. Yeah, I think Matt did this same kind of similar strategy in our uh, in our mock last week with, of course, Kyle Pitts and, and some of those running backs he took. Um, I think I've, I've just got to go with the best player available, and I think that's probably Stefan Diggs right now. So I'll, I'll take Diggs here to pair him with Cooper Cup. I can't believe I almost got three of the top four wide receivers. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I had them as the as the first four players I would have taken in this thing. So it, it was close. I, I thought I was going to get Diggs there for a moment. Uh, Ryan, you really should have gone with that QB two right there. Um, I am, I'm up for two once again, and I, man, I really wanted digs. I guess I'm going to take, I'm going to get a, get a running back here and it's going to, it's going to be Aaron Jones. Um, a lot about what Matt said there. Um, you gotta have, you gotta have running backs and he's just barely, you know, I, I think he's like 27 in a month or whatever it is. And, uh, I'll, I'll go with him as my third pick. And then to kick off round four, I think I'll go to the tight end position as well and take George Kittle. Very good pick on Kittle for sure. Was definitely looking at him. That's, that's kind of the difference that the tight end position, it feels like, Many of the big names are here available in this in this player pool. Um, of course, obviously Kyle Pitts is not, but which is what makes Kyle Pitts yeah, so valuable. It. Eleven years younger than Kelsey, and that's true. Uh, I am going to get that quarterback to uh, Dan suggested earlier. I'll do it now. I'll get Matt Stafford and stack him with Cooper Cup. Nice pick, mm. Matt. You got two on the turn. Yeah, I guess I uh, I guess I need a wide receiver, so I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Mike Evans, and then with my second pick, I'll take my first quarterback. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Ryan, you never have to wait too long to make a to make a pick. You're up at the five point oh two. Um, yeah, I should have been keeping up with your all's teams here a little bit better, uh, with you two both on the corners. <laughs> um. I am going to uh, – I think I'm going to take uh, another wide receiver here. We've, we've got to start three of them. Uh, I will go with my guy Amari Cooper. He actually just barely fits into this category. Turned 28 last yep. week, as I mentioned earlier. So I'll take him here as my wide receiver three in this in this crazy draft we're doing. Yeah, that's a that's a nice pick. I like him for sure. Right behind him uh, in my rankings is Allen Robinson, though. So since I didn't get Cooper Cup, I feel pretty good about getting Allen Robinson as my wide receiver three. And I think uh, I think I'm gonna maybe uh, no, I'm, I'll I'll go to Keenan Allen 
with my other pick. So you I'll, I'll grab a flex. Um, I was going to go a different different route, but I can't pass on Keenan Allen. Those four wide receivers together, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson, and Keenan Allen, that feels pretty good. So, Ryan, you're up. I guess I better get a running back before they're all gone. I'll take Leonard Fournette. I think he's uh, the, the best of what's left. Nice pick. I'm going to I'm going to play I'm going to play some games here. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to squeeze somebody out of any startable running back. I'm going to take James Conner as a flex and then I will take uh Brandon Cooks as my wide receiver too. All right. So Conner's out and Brandon Cooks is out. Ryan, you are up and this is the 7.02. Uh Matt scared me a little bit with that that squeeze talk. Uh, I'm not going to take any running backs here, but I will take the the next best tight end, Darren Waller. Yep, he was on the list too. Squeeze somebody. Thought that's where okay, you were going. So Waller's with it. off the board, and I'm back up at the turn. Oh yeah, I'm. You know, I'm I'm fine with with where things are right now. I'm gonna. think i'm gonna take another wide receiver and i'll take deandre hopkins um he'll be he'll be that last flex guy for me and i gotta start filling out the the rest of this roster so i will take i think i'm gonna go with i think i'll go to quarterback and take tom brady so we can only draft two quarterbacks correct that's right all right i wanted to make sure you guys didn't take brady on me was that your first quarterback, Dan? Yep. Yeah, not okay. not a bad plan. Uh, I'm going to go. I've got to go. I think we're all trying to win now with these teams here, Matt. Oh, it's weird, <laughs> weird. That's we're really only worried weird. about 2022. <laughs> um, I, I got to go with the wide receiver here. Um, I'm yeah. going to go. I guess I'll go with Michael Thomas. I don't love that one, but I'll take him. Did you I see? I thought about him too, but did you see that video of him still hopping around, like mm. barely able to put weight on it? That's scary. Is it me? It's, it's me, right? It's um, you. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. Ooh, it's getting. It's getting starting to get gross. Uh, I'm gonna take go back to wide receiver. Still got to fill out that. I'm gonna take uh, Tyler Lockett. Who I'm definitely afraid of his quarterback, and uh, I'm gonna take Robert Woods. The 30-year-old, oh, okay. the wide receiver, one presumably for Tennessee. All right. That's good. Ryan, how about the 9.02? We are only doing 10 rounds, so get what you need now. Well, I need a running back, but I don't want a running back, so I'm going to take Adam Thielen instead. <laughs> Those running backs? Well, oh, you didn't yes. play the game very well then because I'm full <laughs> at wide receiver and flex. And I need a running back, so I'm going to take Melvin Gordon. Okay. Um, for all the mention, reasons I mentioned earlier. Do you remember I when guess? I said and I should have been uh, watching your all's teams a little closer? <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm at. <laughs> for my last pick, I, I really wanted to to go with 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 kind of the, like like the quarterback ten in this exercise, probably. But I'm gonna. I'm going to double up. Since I have Devontae Adams, I'll take Derek Carr as my quarterback somebody... two and combo those guys. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I w- honestly, I was I looked at uh, Melvin Gordon and Cordero Patterson and didn't really have a strong preference, so uh, that was the other reason to wait, so I'll take Patterson here as my second running back. Matt, you get Mr. Irrelevant, who, who might truly be irrelevant. <laughs> uh i don't think so i'm gonna take uh for my for my i need one more flex i believe so for that i'll go to wide receiver and i will take jarvis landry uh i can't wait to play like three times as many games as michael thomas uh and i'll i need a quarterback too so i'll take i'll take kirk cousins i thought somebody would grab him uh are you sure i think you only get one pick you already got 10 buddy Oh, do I only get one? Oh, that's yeah. right. This is the so last pick, I hope right? you Do have I have two quarterbacks? No, you have a second quarterback. No, you got to take Cousins. Uh-oh. Did I... Do well, I... Rodgers is your only quarterback. Okay, yeah, I'll take cousins. take cousins. Okay, I'll take Cousins. I'm taking Cousins. Just kidding. I'm not taking... Uh... 
whoever I said. All right, I th- I think I won this one. I'm gonna take it take it as a win since uh, since Ryan beat me in Matt's I... stupid game earlier. <laughs> and... <laughs> I don't know. I I think we go by le- by worst starter, and I don't. I think you and Ryan both have worse the, the worse starter than I do. Oh, you, don't you think you're not a fan you of don't have, Melvin Gordon? You don't have any run. You don't have any wide receivers. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you get Kirk Stinky Cousins as your QB two. He's got Je- Justin Jefferson. He's pretty uh, good. He's geez. pretty good. All right. With that, uh, we're gonna end this one. I'm I'm Dan. That's Matt. Over there is Ryan. We are the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Follow everybody on Twitter. Uh, make sure to get in questions so you can be featured as the question of the week next week. Uh, as Ryan said, he's not going to be around next week, but Matt and myself will be. We'll have another great show. So for everybody involved, thank you. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you all, and we will catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.